Welcome to the Knock on Archery podcast, where we bring all archers and bow hunters together from all walks of life with the goal to educate, empower, and inspire you to be better both in the field and on the range. Isaac Ailman Jr. Yep. What's up, dude? What's up, man? Dude, I had your dad in here. As much as I wanted to have the two of you together. Yeah. We had to separate this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and in true fashion, we separated it with an unbelievable meal. Oh, yeah. So don't fall asleep. I know. I know we just crushed a bunch of freaking... Carb overload, man. Dude, those were uh, those were tomahawk breakfast burritos, oh, right? Tomahawk. No, tom- well, yesterday we had those big old cowboy cuts. Yeah. And so th- this was, it was leftovers. There was a whole one left over. We couldn't polish it off last night. So that was like part of this whole breakfast taco platter that we made this morning. Yeah. Which was solid. Oh, that was so good. Like, Dude, what's it like being here? Like, I mean, yeah. most of the time I kind of want to know, like, I have to make people back way up to get where they started in archery. But for you, that's like, you're you're literally 12. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, being here. It's How old are you now? 21. 21. Yeah, just turned 21 back in end of March. Yeah. Dude, that is so awesome. Yeah, it's a, yeah, I mean, it's unreal. This place has been amazing. And like, and you have for the record, Junior is is a veteran employee at Black Rifle compared to his dad. <laughs> you were hired first, bro. Yeah. You got seniority right now. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of people don't know. Yeah, it was a yeah, it's awesome how everything just fell into place over there, you know, yep. just being around those guys and just the, you know, the culture there is just awesome. You know, it's good time, like good people, you know, and it's, it's been an awesome ride so far, you know. Dude, you're teed up for like, have some fun stuff in your future, oh. as long as you don't mess it up. Oh yeah, no, I'm just focused on that man. yeah like, don't freaking justin yeah. bieber this yeah. dude <laughs> freaking don't like dip yeah. your lamborghini in coffee bean dust or something and get stupid freaking driving into someone's house oh yeah i don't yeah i i don't even think i want to get a lamborghini i don't even know how to drive one you know <laughs> i probably couldn't fit in one i don't know so when was your first ever like bow hunt that you remember First ever one was when I was six years old. <laughs> what? Yeah, I well, I, I wasn't hunting, but I was, I tagged along with my dad. And pretty much we went up and the kind of like, now the more I know about it and like, I rem- it's like, I remember it pretty much. It was like the last thing we were doing was, was hunting. We were just out for a walk, you know, and he had his little, stove you know the little jet boil oh, going on yeah classic oh yeah and classic maneuver got me spaghetti and you know like the mountain house you know oh, dang and i thought this was rad and um he said i fell asleep which is probably true i fell asleep and he uh saw i think it was like a four point buck like 60 yards and just shot and just shanked it because he was just so excited because i was <laughs> dude there, i've heard know? about <laughs> at least seven shanks yeah. in the last like two podcasts because I didn't I knew he was successful but Mm -hmm. I also hadn't like dug into the details of like that success was technically like 
just rule of average of like if you take enough cracks <laughs> yeah <laughs> the ones i know about like it sounds like he missed a whole bunch of dinks and freaking finally uh, landed on the two biggest oh, bucks yeah. on the mountain back to back he yeah he, um and then after that the next one was it was like snowing you know and just tagged along with him just deep in the snow you know and it was just pretty much from then on it was just kind of like that was it. It was just the rest of history. Kind of just tagged. <laughs> I just tagged along with him, you know. And what was your most memorable with your dad for a hunt? Yeah, um, I would say the most memorable was like my first archery kill. I would say. What was it? Um, it was uh, paint the picture, bro. It was sun. It was a Sunday. We went because we came back. We had a family party the day before, okay. and we just slept in and. Decided to hit the afternoon hunt with our good friend, uh, Skyler. Okay. Our good buddy. And we went up and pretty much just hiked up, had a good time, you know, and saw my first buck there, first shot, you know, I shanked, you know, I shanked that, <laughs> I shanked that one. I get up there, you know, and pretty much like, he's like, go find your arrow, you know, and walked around. I see a buck. And I'm like, dad, like right over, like right over, right over, like, He's a two point, like a wide, he's a yeah. wide two point, you know, yeah. good spread, like good spread. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, he's right there. And pretty much he, we saw him straight across, like across the Canyon shot. And he's like, shots like 65 yards, you know, mm-hmm. he didn't think I could make that shot and pretty much, you know, pulled back, settled the pin, you know, and he was telling me too, he's like, make sure you play the room. Like there's a little bit of a crosswind, you know? And I played it right, just like shot, bam, just shot him, dropped him right there. And my dad was just like double taking. And the look on his face, I'll never forget, was the look on the face. He's like, no way, like this is happening, you know? Like, are you serious, you know? And <laughs> my son just freaking yeah, dropped the and, bomb. And pretty much went up there and like we're, him and I were just out of breath. Like, we we're just like, you know, like waiting, you know, like get a follow up shot, you know? And, yeah, after that, it was, like, a fun, heavy pack out, like, late at night, you know, like, was very late to school the next day. So, <laughs> you, you know, earned like, it, dude, legs yeah. hurting, oh, freaking. Yeah. I mean, that's how much, that's how pretty much hunting my whole life has been, is just hiking. You know? Yeah, and, the, and the Wasatch Front, oh, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Not like, yeah. you know. Yeah, hey, that I, Wasatch Front can chew you up spit you out you know it's unreal man yeah well a lot of times it chews you up but it doesn't spit everything out like there's i'm surprised how many times i've came down that mountain with not everything i had on or in my backpack or attached to me Mm -hmm. because like that buck brush just freaking thank you yep thank you yeah (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i've pickpocket i've had it i had it like i luckily i've caught it but there's times where i'm like crap i gotta go straight steep downhill again you know and walk back up and just like oh man you yeah you you can lose some stuff easily going through that stuff man what's the hardest you've ever laughed with your dad on the mountain like what's one thing he's done where you just or you did where you guys just freaking lost it oh well he like he pretty much took my bow when i was sleeping and he like killed a squirrel with it, with my bow <laughs> and he like, I didn't, I didn't believe him. And then pretty much I see it like just the arrow, you know, just see the arrow and this, he just has it right here, like getting ready to prep it. I'm like <laughs> laugh. I'm like no freaking way, you know, like he, Did you guys roast that sucker up there too. Oh yeah. 
It was like pulled pork, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it was like, that's like pretty much, you know. Like on the jet boil or did he crank uh, a little fire? Yeah, jet boil. And he had a little pan <laughs> too. I'm Heck like, yeah. You know, you yeah. know how he is. Yeah. Like the gear, he just has all the gear. Like he's, he's over, over prepared sometimes, like in my opinion. I but. was cracking <laughs> up because the other day we were talking and uh, Isaac, because I totally related to this. Isaac was saying, listen. You know how, like, when you go hunting, you half the time you don't pack any food, and what you do pack is, like, whatever you can grab oh. quick because you're late, <laughs> and or you don't pack anything at all, or you grab the wrong pack, or you forget it on the counter, and you have, like, you're just starving to death up, mm-hmm. up there and that's me because i'm honestly like uh, i'm i'd rather just not eat like i don't want to i don't want the weight so yeah. i'm just like i'll just i'll eat tonight or whenever i'm good mm-hmm. but he's like listen as soon as freaking junior as soon as the boy <laughs> needs to freaking go up for the day mom steps in and oh, freaking yeah she loads it up man. Like, <laughs> for you yeah for you, not for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I tell her, she always asks me, like, what do you want? Like, here's my list. You know, I'm thinking, like, smaller things. And it's just, like, big bags of stuff. I'm like, oh, man. Like, all right. So well. did you tell him the first time, or did you, was it just a surprise, like, kind of like me when I'd go to school with a sack lunch? I'd open it up, and I wouldn't know what was in there, whether it would be, like, 40 packs of raisins or oh, no, it was, it freaking was. can of jolt. Like, I didn't know what my mom was putting I'm, I'm, in there. I'm going to be honest. It's, like, it's me. Like, I knew what I was getting. I'm like, Mom, just give me this. Like, it, we're going up for a good time, so we need good snacks, you know, for me. <laughs> and usually she just gets the biggest bag of it, too. And I'm like, crap, well, like, I, I don't, like, I take forever. Like I procrastinate packing my lunch. So I just throw the whole bag in there and everything. So, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's not. You showed a me a picture of your, your, uh, your freaking backpack unload. And it does not look like freaking something Barklow would have. I can tell you that. <laughs> like it doesn't have like a first aid kit um, and some paracord and a freaking jet boil. It's got like four cans of Arizona tea, freaking <laughs> a bag of Doritos, 17 peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's a... Uh, yeah, and I mean, that's like... That was my, my power lunch right there, man. Like, you know, like hike... You know, you're hiking your butt off, just going like me. I just hike my butt off, and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to reward myself now. And then just <laughs> take the fattest nap ever, you know? Oh, dude. Yeah. Elk naps are freaking, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it is, but there's something about, like, if you hike in the mountains until about 1130, and then you just find that that perfect little slope where you can just put your backpack like right above your head. Oh, yep. And then <laughs> dig your heels in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Freaking see you at three o'clock. <laughs> oh man, I would I would uh, always pack like a good like comfy like hoodie hoodie kind of thing. Yeah. And pretty much, um, I'll just lay down anywhere because I would get so tired and like I just need to take a nap. Like I'll just. I, I'll just sleep anywhere. You know, I would not care. I think I, it feels so good sleeping out there. Oh, yeah. I remember I crawled under this tree. I was in this, uh, I was up in Idaho, so I don't even know where I was. But I was way back and I was by myself. Well, do you remember the pictures that were on the, bi- remember uh, your dad made that ad or I, or uh, Badlands made the ad. Um, it said, uh, 
it was like bow hunting and it said if it was easy it'd be called golf do you remember that yeah oh yeah I and remember, it was a picture that, of me yeah. a full draw on that mountain oh that was you yeah oh dude. i didn't i didn't that's oh, me wow, I didn't really, yeah. and that was that was a camera on a timer yeah oh, i had wow. a camera on a timer so when i when i left camp that morning there was no freaking snow really there was like nothing and um that day i was actually i was way back i had a camp with uh with cooper and daniel i believe and they could only hunt the weekends because they didn't have vacation so like once monday hit i was on my own out there and i remember i'm just like that's when the wolves first moved into idaho mm -hmm. in like mid 2000s or like early 2000s and uh I freaking, I'm like, I'm going to go on this, this hunt, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go. And so I like loaded up that Badlands pack. Yeah, it was yeah. like, I, you know, I forget what it was, but I put enough in there to where, you know, like if I don't come home tonight, that's cool. And I'm like, I just got to see an elk or an elk track. And I went freaking hiking and hiking and hiking. And then I saw like the storm coming. Yeah. And then it just started snowing and it was like those big floaters we're just like oh three of them on the, like we'll cover make something white because they're just yeah. so big and it just started falling it just like looked like blankets of snow yeah. falling and it was just piling up and all the tr all the pines were starting to sag down mm -hmm. and i was getting to the point where i knew i was getting wet like i'm like okay you're gonna i'm gonna start getting wet to the point where i'm gonna be saturated through and yeah. i'm not gonna be like i didn't have technical fabric then so i'm like i'm gonna be freaking dead out here so I crawled under this little uh, pine tree where all the branches had sagged way down, and I kind of just went up underneath there. And it was it was kind of like this table, but just with those top branches just coming down, and I kind of just curled up in there. There's all those pine needles in there. And I kind of just, like, made a little hole in the snow where I could, like, look out. Yeah. And I was in there, and, dude, I took, like, a freaking solid nap, kind of just hung out, and I oh, thought, yeah. you know, I'm just going to... I can be good in here. And I had, um, I had, a, I know I had a couple sandwiches and I had a full bladder of water. So I'm like, I'm good for a while. And I had that very first Garmin GPS, that yellow one. Yeah. Remember that like real simple one? I still have it because it's the only one I'm smart enough to use. So I'm like, okay, I'm good. You know, and I, for some reason, I don't know if the name of this place or if I named it, but for some reason, I, I think I, I think, I like named that mountain Tobias or something, or maybe it was called Tobias. I'm not sure. I just, I remember that name like sticking out, but I was under this tree and it was like miserable, you know, when it comes to later in the elk season, yeah. winter was starting to come. This was like mm -hmm. the first winter. I look under this tree and there's this ant. He like comes down and I'm like laying under there. And so like my only friend under there was this big freaking ant. <laughs> He's like going all around and he'd like go up to the snow and he'd kind of like rear back. I mean, I was like watching him with my binos, like as close as I could focus. Yeah. To, Cause I could like see his antennas. I could see his front hands and everything. And he'd like go up to stuff and like kind of touch it and look at it. And then he'd back out and he was just like, he'd kind of go up the tree and come back down. And I was watching him for a while. And so I like take a sandwich out, eating the sandwich, peanut butter and jelly, classic. And uh, I get down to that like corner part of the crust, yeah. you know, that one inch by one inch corner crust piece. Mm -hmm. 
And I was just like, man, what will this freaking ant do if he finds this <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Like he's lived up on this mountain. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he doesn't even know what peanut butter and jelly is, but I freaking took that thing and like just kind of set it out on his path. Yeah. And dude, I, I still like think about this ant <laughs> because he freaking walked up to that thing and like looked at it and you could see his antennas just freaking went full tilt, <laughs> yeah. just like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then he st- Stands up on his back legs and puts his arms up like, yeah, yeah. Like, he found, like he just found gold. Yeah, yeah dude. Like <laughs> if I had micro hearing, I would have just heard this little freaking ant just like, yeah, like the highest pitch. And like. Dude, he freaking went and like I seen him. It looked like a strong man, like trying to pick up one of those freaking Goliath rocks because he's he's freaking trying to figure out <laughs> it was like it was. 10 times the size of them. Yeah. So he's trying to figure out how to grab it. And he's like trying to pick it up. And then he was like pulling on it, like digging his feet in, like yanking, just like inch by inch by inch. And I'm just (laughs) like, dude, I'm in there watching this ant. And then finally he like gets under it the right way and like puts it up on his back. And his front arms are like holding this thing. And he's just freaking digging in, just freaking trucking with that thing. And I see him just like head out into the abyss. And I just (laughs) sat there like having this vision of this ant rolling into the colony with this freaking PB and J dude. And then just having that queen all night, <laughs> yeah. just freaking hitting that queen and freaking just oh my God. relishing in that freaking PB and J and freaking white bread crust man of the year. You know, <laughs> <Dude>. like, <laughs> yeah, I'll never forget that. I was like, like uh, would people say like, what's one of the things you remember about like, backcountry hunting it's like i still remember that ant oh yeah it was like freaking awesome and then i came out of that and started walking and i was like trying to get my way back and because i'd rode in quite a ways on a on a wr mm-hmm. you know it was like you could it was single track so i could dirt bike so i dirt bike to a certain tra- trailhead i believe and then i was like on foot but i remember i came across an elk track that was fresh and it was like a bull i could tell i'm like this is a bull mm-hmm. and dude i followed that thing and it was just it sucked because i don't know if like my noise in the snow he could hear it but like Based on like the snowfall and like how it was coming down, I could see the tracks and they were fresh. Like everything was kicked up. It was like matted down. There were no flakes like in the hoof prints, but I could just never see like if I felt like if I could see more than 40 yards, he would have been right there. And yeah. I was just stalking, stalking because I'm like, eventually you're just like I had an arrow on. I'm like, eventually you're just going to come around the corner and there's just going to be this silhouette of this freaking bull just right there. Yeah. But I never, never saw him. And then, um, on that same trip later in the week, I never saw an elk that whole week. And then, um, but once I like ran out of food at camp, I started driving down to town midday and having just one big like brunch yeah. and then going back up. And when I was going down, I kept seeing this one elk that was in this pivot and I, I've, I forget where I told this story, but um, I ended up going there and I tried to get permission. Cooper came yeah. back by then and we tried to get permission on that thing. We ended up like rallying in like 300 freaking cows or something. Really? Like, yeah, it was like the, the fall roundup. So I'm like, dude, let's help this freaking 
let's help this rancher round up and he'll he'll end up letting us hunt that bull <laughs> yeah. and dude he watched us freaking round up and watched darren take a hoof darren took a hoof straight to the chest and no i way. thought it would i thought it was gonna stop his heart like he was like oh geez and i was like dang bro and then once that last cow got loaded into the trailer that freaking main cowboy came over mm-hmm. he's just like hey thanks boys that was awesome and i'm talking like three hours of freaking wrangling Jeez, that's a long time yeah and, and he's <laughs> like i suppose you guys are here wanting to hunt that elk down there in that pivot and i said yes sir like you think we could give him a crack just one day and he said sorry that that bull spoke it for her. he oh, knew the whole time dude he knew no. why we were there and he's like these two dudes are gonna freaking help me load these cows and then um he ended up telling me he's like hey he goes you can't hunt that one he said but i've got a buddy down the road he said his his ranch butts up to the to the forest and he said a lot of those elk are starting to come down on his field. He said, go talk to him. And we went and talked to this guy. And this guy said, like, hey, you, you can't be, like, on, you know, you can't be on my property, but I'll let you go through it. And you can get you can get up there where it would take people way too long to yeah. come at it from the other way. And so that's what we did. And I ended up killing a bull on the last last day last light oh bottom of the ninth yeah bottom 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 of the ninth nice yeah it was like there was a bull one bull bugling and he was going and darren i said darren because i wasn't even calling at that point i said dude just keep him going so he kept him going and i just like went and it was last light and i went in there and i could see the bulls like tines coming and I ended up just like going to him at the same speed he was coming to us to yeah. make it there at last minute of shooting time. Oh my gosh. And I literally like shot and I remember like yelling and Darren came down and he like, he, he didn't even like, I'd gone so far past him cause the, it would have taken the bull 20, 30 minutes to get to us. And I'm like, I'm just, just keep him talking and I'm just going to freaking run to him. Yeah. Just keep him talking. So I know where he is. And that's what happened. I ended up just more or less like ambushing him because he was talking too much, you know. Yeah. And, but that was it. That was a fun, fun freaking backcountry DIYer right there. That's a that's insane. That's a hoof to the chest though. That's <laughs> he had a dude. He had a big old black Angus. Yeah, I was gonna hoof add. bruise right oh, there. Jeez. Yeah, that's that's unreal, man. You know what a hot shot is? It's uh, like that zapper for cattle. It's like on a long. Oh yeah, okay. Looks yeah. like a lightsaber, yeah. but mm-hmm. with a fork on the end. Yeah. So I had one of those, and I grew up like working. We had a we had a ranch, so I like learned how to work cattle with a hot shot and yeah. stuff. Like you know when you had to corral them and feed them through like holding pens and stuff. Yeah. But you also know like if you zap them in a certain place, they're freaking jack kicking you. <laughs> Yeah. So like, you know, there was some where I was like, we were packing so many into these three, it was three full semi loads. And then Darren thought that it was cool that I had the, the freaking hot shot. Yeah. So he's like, bro, let me have the hot shot for a minute. <laughs> I'm like, do you know what you're doing with this thing? He's like, it's a freaking taser. It's a long taser. I'm I'm pretty sure I know what's up. (laughs) Yeah. And dude, he like didn't really need to use it until that last freaking K 
calf was in there and he, and he had to go like halfway in and he was trying to wiggle in. Everything was like crunching. Yeah, like yeah. He, he could have waited. He could have waited. And dude, he freaking did that sucker <laughs> like right under the hamstring. Oh, and like yeah. he, I could see him. He was like, Oh yeah. And I could see him like put it right there and freaking as soon as he touched it, I'm like, here it comes. And it's just boom. And he freaking went back. Oh, <laughs> just man. sucking air. I'm like, dude, are you okay? Like I was feeling him. And he's like, yeah, I said, that can stop your heart, homie. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, yeah, that's nothing. That would have been a horse. That would have been game over for Darren. Oh, right yeah. There. That just does not feel good. That just sounds Mm-mm. terrible. Mm-mm. Terrible. So what are you, um, like, what's your, are you living the dream job right now? Or, or what's your long-term play? Like, what do you want to, if you, if someone said, okay, what do you want to be? If you could map everything out, like, where do you want to be? I mean, pretty much almost like where you're at with knock on kind of Dang. thing, you know, like pretty much living, like living a, doing a good job, you know, living a pretty good life, get to work with my dad, you know, and my, that is cool. And I love the fact that you guys work together. Yeah. No, and it's, he's and such it's, a good, such a good role model too, dude. Like you don't, you, you know, you have a good dad, Yeah, but you really don't know like, some of the small pieces of advice that he's given you mm-hmm. would have already crashed you within this industry by yeah. like mistakes that you could make. Oh yeah. Because you know, you burn a bridge or you say the wrong thing or you, you know, it, especially now like yeah. hosting the right thing. I tell people all the time, you know, if I had to go back and pick up where you know, to the day where I told my dad, you know, Hey, I don't want to play football. I want to work for this archery shop for four bucks an hour. And I want to start shooting. I want to try shooting. I want to be a professional archer. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like if I did it again, I would end up here. You know, I, I tell people is there's a, there was a lot of things that I'm super thankful of, of the past. And there was a lot of reactions that I made um, that were the right choice, but I also know what decision was in my head about like, you know, one of them, I'll tell you right now. So one of them was, uh, so my first contract with Matthews, I was pro and, and that year I, I got, uh, maybe it was, it was prior to my pro contract. I was semi pro. Yeah. And, um, I had at that time, one Matthews, I got, I got one bow free and I had to buy the other bow. So, you know, I'm essentially paying my own ways to the shoots. Yep. I have no contingency plan cause I don't have a contract. So I'm just like going and trying to win and break through or be noticed. And I remember uh, another pro had talked to Oneida, you know, Oneida bows. I've heard of the name. I'm, I know okay. I'm not well, too familiar with them though. Perfect point made. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So like, Oneida sold and the brand new owners wanted to relaunch Oneida. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they were looking for people that were coming up and they knew I was turning pro and they also knew that I had a little column in a magazine called rookie on tour. Yeah. 
And that was going to be my column. And all I was doing was writing about what I was experiencing as a rookie on the pro circuit. And so this company came to me and a good friend of mine, uh, Randy, he said, listen, kid, I told these guys that you're going to be rookie of the year. And he said, I told them and they want to, they want to send you some bows and they want to offer you a contract. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? And they, he said, yeah, they're, they redesign them. There's less parts and blah, blah, blah. And so just like that, I had two freaking Oneidas in boxes on my doorstep and I'm a, I'm a semi pro. And with that, came a letter and said, John, if you shoot these bows and, you know, if you turn pro and, and turn pro and shoot for Oneida as a pro staff, and there was like a pro staff shirt in there too, mm -hmm. they said, we'll give you 5,000 a year, you know, yeah, dude, I was like, holy crap. And I went out and I said, you know what? I'm just, I need to know if I can shoot this bow. Yeah. So I went out and I was trying to shoot these things and I, there were two of them, two different models. And so I remember calling Randy and I said, listen, I said, there's, there's two bows and they both, I said, here's my experience. I said, the one holds like a freaking rock. Like I, I can't even like, I'm on the target so solid that yeah. it's scary. I said, but that thing won't hit shit. <laughs> I said, but the other one is all over the place and it always goes in the middle. I'm like, it's weird me out. Yeah. I said, I'm just sitting there like fighting the bow the whole time, fighting it in, fighting it in, fighting it in. It's dancing around. I'm like fighting it in, fighting it in. Jeez. And then when it would go off, it'd be in the middle, it'd go off, it'd be in the middle. And I was, yeah. and I called him and I think, um, well, Randy, Randy Chapel, honestly, he's like, I don't know. I think he's like, I think you just need to work with it a little bit. Yeah. And he said, I'm going to take this deal because he had a deal that was like insane. And I said, well, I'm just going to give it a little bit more time. And then luckily I did. If I would have signed that contract, like I highly doubt I would have had got I highly doubt I would have won rookie of the year. Oh yeah. And I would have went from high country to Oneida and I would have not liked it. Mm -hmm. And then I would have literally had three, I would have shot for three bow companies in two years because I would have left and I probably would have went where I kind of knew I could shoot good, which at the time was Matthews. But it was like that little decision, it would have been so easy for me to take the check and just say, I'm just going to get out there and do it. But like, it, you know, for me, I'm like, ah, I need to know I can shoot it because yeah. part of me deep down is like, listen, you're not here yet. You're just like trying. You just someone opened the door and next year you're going to be pro. You know, yeah. I shot good enough as a semi pro next year. You're going to be pro. And so I like didn't take it. And then that kind of leads right into the podcast I did last podcast yeah. with your dad to where all of a sudden Matthews brings a contract that was no money, buy a bow, get a discount on your second bow. And here's this other one where it's like pro staff shirts, pro staff hat, yeah. freaking a check. 
a, like a letter and you know, you're going to be a front runner for a company and like being an ad and everything, but, and there's two free bows. And they said, if you need another one, don't even worry about it. And, but I just said like, dude, if you know, to myself, I said, dude, if you can't freaking shoot this thing, then you're never, you're not going to get asked to shoot anything else. Like you have to be able to, you know, you have to be able to hit something. And so like that decision right there, if I would have made a different decision there, I wouldn't be sitting here, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was, and really the, the moral of that story is like, there's certain things that surpass a monetary, you know, opportunity. Yeah. You know, one is like a relationship, you know, just to give you some advice. And I'm sure your dad's told you this, like relationships, a hundred percent, you know, um, like even with, with black rifle, I mean, I freaking just love those guys. Oh yeah. You know, they're freaking awesome guys. So, and, yeah, they're and, so cool, and I never went to black rifle for, Hey, I never went to him with my hand out. Yeah. I'm just like, this is awesome. I love working with veterans. And I went and met crazily enough. The first time I ever went to black rifle, I was with a guy named Jim York. I don't have you, has Jim York ever came by? Uh, I've heard of like him. A, um, he's got that limo with freaking American flag limo that he jumps all over the place. Oh, I've, <laughs> yeah, I, I've, uh, I think I've seen him before. I think he was, he was too busy talking to people. Yeah. So, yeah. so Jim actually had kind of reached out and he said, you know, you should come see black rifle and see what we're about. And I just thought this is going to be cool. Cause I knew they were hiring veterans. Yeah. Thought it was going to be awesome. And I was in Salt Lake seeing Hoyt and Easton. Mm-hmm. So I went there and it just so happened that JT, Matt and Evan were all in a meeting together in the conference wow. room. So I kind of popped in and Evan was like, Hey, I've been watching some of your stuff, dude. And he's like, I kind of want to get into compound shooting. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, JT was like, I got a crossbow, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, he might've had it in there. I like, see some of those videos. He's just pulling out the crossbow. <laughs> yeah. That was, <laughs> like, that was him. And then Matt was just like, kind of like being Matt, just being goofy. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's like the, it seems like the best relationships are the ones that start for the right reason. Yeah. So like what you're doing now, just meeting people with your dad and like paying dues and, you know, coming out like I offered you guys the opportunity. Hey, I know you're working on a bunch of bows for a lot of the adaptive people and the employees at Black Rifle. You know, we're all busy. You guys are at the tax. I said, hey, day after Father's Day, I got three days open. Fly out here. Let's let me let me overhaul your bows. Yeah. And then let's build some stuff to where you know how I do it. And, and if there's questions moving forward, I at least know how I, you know, I can be like, Hey, remember when we did this? Yeah. And so, yeah, you guys made the commitment to, to come out and learn. So, you know, that's another piece of advice. Like when there's an opportunity for you to, to learn from someone that has credibility within a craft, like take advantage of it. And then also just the older I got, the more I recognized that less solid, less friends that were all solid, like made me solid. Yeah. A ton of friends that were all somewhat diluted or mushy or Mm -hmm. not solid that you just, you were like this concrete that would get poured and you'd get poured into a form and like, 
you know, I was, I was within this field of all these people and it was a, it was a cool barrier of this is professional archery, Yeah, but it was never solid. So like when things would tip, everything would slosh. Like when one friend would start to, you know, freaking nosedive and like try to bring you with them, you would slide and slosh out from and sometimes it wasn't because you were next to him it was by association yeah you know i had some of the roommates i chose when i competed i chose people because of what i thought they were and that they were good archers but once i was in a room with them i realized like these guys one, they're here for themselves. Two, they're also like playing games to try to derail me. They're they're acting like my friend, yeah. but they're also acting like my friend. So I trust them to where I do something where I'm not going to perform at my best. And then it just it got to the beat of the point where it's like, okay, shrink down your group of solid people. Mm-hmm. And once you have that that solid base, like those solid people will have one or two other solid people and eventually you'll cross paths with them. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's how it's been like, you know, like Tom Davin last night, you yep. know, we, we ended up FaceTiming Tom Davin, yeah, you yeah. know, and Tom called and we were talking and such a good dude. Yeah. He's a good right? man. Yeah. He's a good. I would have never met yeah. Tom if it weren't for Evan. Yeah. You know, I would have never met Evan if it weren't for Andy, you yeah. know? So, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's like, you have to, you have to let the playing field like develop, you know, some, yep. pl- so you played football. Yep. So, you know, like, you know, if you're, if you're freaking doing a flea flicker or if you're doing a screen pass, yep. you have to like, you have to like, let it develop. You can't just, just freaking run. let the halfback go out there and freaking chuck it to him or he's smoked. Like yeah. you have to let the whole feel develop and then last minute you'll see an opening like oh okay there we go and you got a touchdown boom yep that's that's how it goes man you know and it's i'm thankful like i'm grateful to have like a good you know like my dad for instance just showing me the do's and don'ts of (laughs) you know everything and it's like honestly helping me in such a big way so i mean yeah i yeah, I can't, I can't, I'm like, it's unreal. How, it's like my college, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, oh yeah. Yeah. It's like learning this early too, you know, just coming straight out of high school. You know, it was, that's how it was. There's certain people like, um, like my son, Harry, yeah. like Harry is a perfect student. Oh yeah. He loves to go to school. He loves to learn. He'll he, like, I just feel like as much as eventually he's going to want a job, he also loves learning, loves mm-hmm. like all the stuff that's associated with going to college. He's yeah. like, I can honestly say that college was not a waste for Harry. Like he keeps doing it, loves it. Like he's, he's embellishing it. Me, it would have been a total waste. hundred yeah. percent. Because like, I think people like you or I, or a lot of people that join the military, they just like need to get out there and like learn from hands on, you know, yeah do something good, do something bad, pay the price. Oh, making an, if you're smart, make an adjustment. Mm-hmm. Don't do that again. You know, if you're dumb, you do it again and do it like, then you're worse. Right. Yeah. Um, which I've done that too, but you know, eventually like once you do something bad, then you do something worse. Then you realize I'm an idiot. Yeah. Then you have to like, 
almost double down to make up for it. And then that's when, honestly, that's normally when all of a sudden you start to make good decisions and do things the right way. But patience in this field is going to be super critical and you're going to meet, you're going to meet really good people. So like from my point of view, looking at what you're doing, yeah, you just have to, you know, own up to a mistake, be credible and, and, you know, just let things develop around you and just always be there. Like yeah. that's the one thing you're, you work, you know, you and, and, I, and your dad both work for Evan. Yeah. When I look back, you know, I worked, I worked for two people that were freaking nonstop hustlers, Matt McPherson and Mike Looper. Yeah. You know, those are two people I worked for. And no matter when either one of those two called me, when they were my boss, I was there. Like it was rare that Matt would work on bows during the day when everyone was at the factory. You know, I'd have calls at weird times like, hey, there's a new bow there. Is there any chance you could set that up? Because I'm going to come in tonight and be like, yep, freaking leave home, get in there, do it. And then all of a sudden you get a little bit of private time with with the freaking Prezi, right? Yeah. And you get just this little nugget of like, you know, you get this one little nugget where you're like, oh, man, you know, if I ever have to do that, I'm going to freaking do that same thing. That guy's freaking smart, you know, and and that's how it was. That's why it's so cool right now that that Looper is now, you know, he's part of the knock on family. You know, I I told him um, he was just saying, like, you know, how awesome it was to to like work for me and Sharon right now and like work for knock on and be part of knock on and I just said dude you work with us like you're with us dude you're yeah. not you're not for us you're like you're part of the family so it's you know and and because of like making the de- for me to make the decision to where like if he calls stop everything yep. do it you know yep. even the house I live in right now I mean how weird's that <laughs> Yeah. Literally driving through through Iowa, did not have a house. We were here for the first time looking. Uh, my phone rings, and it's Mike Looper. So I'm like, holy crap, this is my boss at Hoyt. And I pull over on the side of the road because I don't want to lose signal. I pull over and kind of, you know, tell Sharon, like, it's Looper. And so she knows, like, hey, let's kind of get out of the car and let him have some some private, you know, conversation where we're not talking over him or whatever. And yeah pulled over right in front of our house that was for sale and you know they just yeah. happened to get out and start walking around this house that hadn't had anyone in it for two years and you know the dude ends up like walking out that was you know that owned the house and he was there like prepping it for like a foreclosure type thing yeah and it's just like just i don't know it seems like whenever you're patient and whenever you're loyal and whenever you're dependable just really cool things start to develop and they start to like reveal themselves oh yeah oh yeah so what uh what are you better at than your dad building bows oh damn all right all right oh i mean i've like i've went through like the training and like and everything and pretty much research of how like how to's you know and that's what I'm better at. But I mean, shooting, like he, 
he's like, we're like. So you got your start at Shields though, right? Yeah, Shields and uh, Was that your first job? Uh, Yeah. Yep. That was my first job out of high school. Where'd you start? When did I start? No, like how? Did you start in archery department? Uh, Yeah. Archery department, bow technician, just straight bow tech. And they trained, they trained you. Shields does a good job about that. Shout out to Shields. Oh yeah. You guys do an awesome job with your employees. Oh yeah. And I mean, Shields, like they've, they didn't care if you didn't have experience too. You know, they want you to learn like their way, you know, and they had good people and I had some awesome people that taught me, like that got me going, Mm -hmm. you know, and pretty much it was just from then on, just kind of like researching different ways because everyone does everything different, you know. And pretty much YouTube and Reddit kind of just like looking through just Heck like, yeah. you know, like just research, like, you know, pretty much throughout those years. Like I used to, I still do it, you know, like I get more. What was the first knock on video you saw? Do you remember? D-loop. Was it? Ty D-loop, yeah. Dang, <laughs> Yeah, it was a D-loop. I was like, man, you got that old Hoyt going, you know, like I was like, oh, shoot. And. <laughs> Yeah, that was, uh, once I started doing that, it was just like every day, just kind of like, yep. it wasn't like, no matter what it was, like it was like a random string or whatever. So even you know? though you watched it and however many you've did, yeah. did you, now that we did it together, did you learn? Yes. Yeah. The Yesterday? Right, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, like Shields had their way, so I did it like their way for yeah. the longest time. And then now that we did it together, I'm like. I like that way a whole <laughs> lot more. I'm like, it's, you know, like the thing was I knew basics. I knew a lot of stuff going into it, but yep. like, I know I can always be better. Like I can make my game way better, you know? So yeah, things change and yeah. some stuff gets easier and oh yeah, as, as important as it, as it is to not always take the easy way out. Yeah. Sometimes there's just someone's figured out a better freaking way to do it. Yeah. You know, and when you do it that way, there's time. I certainly try a lot of if someone's like, hey, have you seen it this way? Or sometimes I'll look at someone's equipment and be like, why'd you do it like that? Well, I saw a video so and so did. And so then I'll do it and I'll be like, "Okay, that's exactly why I don't do it that way. (laughs) Like, not going to happen. Yeah. Like I I look at the videos and I try it for myself, you know, like on like a, you know, random bow or whatnot. And, you know, and I'm just like, I mean, I don't, I mean, it has to be a certain bow that it can be done on, you know? And it's... Dude, you met Post Malone. I'm jealous of that. Oh, that? (laughs) Yeah, I'm freaking envious. You know, that was a, that was an unreal experience too. Like he's such a genuinely good dude. Yeah. You know, and yeah, that, how that unfolded, like I was not feeling good. Like I was like, you know, the morning I'll wake up, I'm like feeling like crap, you know? And I was like, man, too many dots, pretzels. (laughs) Well, you know, what's funny. That's what, like I bought like a couple bags and it was just like over and over. And it's just like, you're walking past them and you're just like muscle memories just every time, just taking them, just taking them. So I was about to call out and I'm like, no, what? I just need caffeine and I'm good, you know? Like, I just need, like, so I got, like, I had a bang energy drink, you know? And I'm like, damn, dude. I'm ready. Freaking banged up with some dotties. And it it was a crazy day, too. You you know, like, it was a rush hour and it was like beginning, almost beginning of June that time, like last year, you know? And so it it was getting on. Oh, it was getting. And one of my coworkers came in the back, like, you know, I'm like, kind of decompressing, like, taking a breather, you know? And (laughs) she goes, yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, post some loans here. I'm like, 
no <laughs> i'm like no he's not like and i'm thinking it's like some dude like yeah dressed like him I'm like it's probably some dude that has the face tattoos all over he's like no like he's really here like go walk over there and i'm like all right well i'm gonna go i'm gonna go check it out so i'm acting like i'm walking to customer service <laughs> Hell right? yeah, bro! and i'm walking dude this seven foot security guard like just looking down on me and i'm like okay and, I'll, and he like moved out of the way and i'm like all right, thank you for not gonna beat me up. You yeah. know, like, and they're like dressed in all black. Like he has these crazy security yards, and this dude, full of like stuff in his hand, like loophole scopes, scope rings. You know, like he's gun shopping there, and he like stopped one minute and just looks at me and he goes, "Oh, hello, good sir." And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, "Holy crap, you're, you're here! Like you're Post Malone, you know, like White Iverson, you know, yep. like I'm like." I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey man, what's up? He's like, hey, can you help me with the scope here? I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm just coming, going to customer service, you know. And I'm like, I'm just gonna go in there. I need to get some stuff done, I'm, but I can grab something for you. He's like, I'm in the archery area, and he's like, oh, dude, I'll be over there in a minute. Let's party. And he like legit says that, and I'm like, crap. So I go around, I get my <laughs> stuff done, and I walk back, and this form of circ people were just swarming like crazy around the archery area and he was walking up to like those you know raven crossbows yeah and my buddy uh my buddy pat he goes up to, like he was like mad like he was like everyone was like just kind of like nervous yeah like go, go talk to him you know yeah. he just went up cool and calm you know like helping him out and then we had like our little work phones and he calls me he's like hey dude like i'm like i'm not familiar with archery can you like come help me and i'm like like no way like you know what like no way this is happening it's my chance and i get over the first question asked me he's like hey are these are dope like high-end crossbows like kind of whispers i'm like yeah and he's like cool he takes both of them off the rack and just puts them in the <laughs> cart <laughs> and the whole time like he was just pumped like he was just you know full of life just yeah. going through and was, high as a mofo dude just freaking dude, power shopping think, at shields honestly i think he just had a lot of bud lights <laughs> you know he has that fridge going yeah. on and uh so anyways he's like dude what are those like those knives on the end you know like what are those those freaking knives like i'm like broadheads he's like dude those things right there where are those at and then i showed him he's like yeah so you make sure you want to get the crossbow approved because like there's certain different tolerances yeah. you know like giving my whole spill and he's like he does like he's like like this just thinking and just grabs the full pole like heck <laughs> he just empties me out and i like look at my buddy uh patrick i'm like I'm like, damn, I want to be on commission right now. He's so he was, and he was a part time. He's like, he's a part the time. He was part, damn it. he was part time and I'm just helping. And I'm like, oh, damn. and he was like, you know, like I need practice points. Cause all I'm going to do is just shoot at a tree, man. Like that's all I need. I'm like, dude, you're not getting that arrow out. Like you need a target, you know, <laughs> you know, and I'm just going to shoot at a tree. Yeah. And after that, like I showed him a target, you know, and he looks at it. And I tell him about like this is what you need right here. This is a good target, easy to move, like easy to move and everything. And so after that, he like looks at it, like he like just starts punching it. He's like, "Cool, grab two, yeah, grab two of them." They're like the night, like they're the mofoam target, you know, yeah. those targets, you know. And then my buddy from like elementary school, his dad comes by and he's like, "Oh, Isaac, you're gonna remember this for the rest of your life." And he takes that cool, like you seen yeah. like that cool photo. Yeah. And I was like, and then. After that all happened, he pretty much, my buddy, he's like the fishing guy there. Yeah. And he's like, hey, you done any like fishing or anything? 
he goes, oh shit, where's the fishing area? And he just goes and just walks over there. And then <laughs> that was done. And I got like all these pit, like I got pictures and, and I, I called my mom. Like first thing I did, I just called my mom, you know, cause my mom who knows me, yeah. see, I'm like, and I'm like freaking, I'm like, dude, you're not going to believe what just happened. Post one came up. I held this little crossbow. My mom's like, what? Like, <laughs> like, like, you know, and then after that, I sent them like texts, like to like my family members. Yeah. And they like, it took them a minute and they're like, dude, no way. Like they did not believe me. That's awesome. And pretty much he, dude, like other than that, like he was a very polite dude. Yeah. That's like, awesome. Yeah. A, I've heard he's down to earth. Joe, oh yeah. Joe liked him a lot. He, uh, like he, the way he engages with his fans and everything, you know, like he doesn't like say no to pictures. Like he doesn't get like all mad about it. Like he's just like, yeah, sure. But like, he, you know, like he's just down to earth. Yeah. That's awesome. And his, I think his girlfriend too was there and he, she was just nice too. Oh, that's cool. Like it was so, it was so cool. It was a cool experience for sure. So what's the uh, first hustle your dad taught you? Like what was your first freaking side hustle with your dad? <laughs> Because My, listen, like we have yeah. to go back like, okay, <laughs> so just say a few things right now, like in the last, in the last three months, yeah. what's two freaking hustles you guys made and give a shout out to your page too. Cause you freaking yeah. you roll out. So um, like vintage clothing yep. and uh, mugs for a minute, you know, mug life, you know, <laughs> like, so I started off with mugs. Uh, I started off with uh, mugs and then pretty much it was like it was all right it was doing good decently and pretty much my then i love i love clothing yeah like i just love like t-shirts and all that and i just started to like going to like people going trips to the thrifts like you know yep. they're finding all these like band tees you know I'm like this is the legit stuff not the stuff you get like that like pack sun or yeah. like zoomies you yeah. know like and I was like, man, I wonder if we have like those good, like, cause they're bins. It's called, you know, like the bins. Yep. You know, we're like digging through clothes, like you need gloves and it's just musty clothes and everything. And pretty much I looked it up and I was like, found it. I'm like, oh wow. It's like five minutes away from here. Like I've never been there and it's in the industrial area. And yeah. And then pretty much the rest was history. I like, I told my dad, I was like, dude, I'm getting North face, like all this for a dollar. And he's like, did not believe me. And then I brought him along and then pretty much just unfolded there. And he just, it would just blew our minds. Like we can just get this stuff right here, you know, like every day for a dollar, you know? And yeah, my, yeah, my page is a shop thrifter 801 <laughs> and get yeah, after it, it. yeah, that's a, and then I do the vintage t-shirts or different yeah because you had a tore up dre shirt that freaking made bank right yes yeah that was a that was a you know what's funny about that was uh i pulled that and everyone's like dude you got that's rare to get a rap tee out of here out of utah yeah and i'm like really i'm like i i didn't know you know and that one because like the latest someone found a rap tee was like the 2000s and this oh, one was man. like 1993 and it's like the like the Dude, chronic the you know the dr j the chronic and what was cool with that is the artist that made that one does like the metallica t-shirts oh too, the, uh, it was like push head puss head or yeah. he did he, so he did one for dre and then that one got it like i wasn't finding crap the, the whole day too you know i wasn't finding anything last rotation they said no more rotations after this like right in the corner of the kids clothes just pulled it and i'm like 
I'm like, what the heck? Why did, what did I pull? You know, I, I saw the mar- like those marijuana leaves around the skull, you know. But yeah, and then after that, got 60 cents and uh, just listed it up. And like, it wasn't even like a day. Like, it just went so quick, you know. <laughs> it was, yeah. But yeah, that's what, yeah, my dad taught me, like, you always like have like a side hustle, you know, like kind of like, you know, pretty much just learn how to hustle yeah. in general, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and it's, and it's been awesome. And like, and it's been getting me going and mo- I feel more motivated. Dude, you gave me too. a freaking Bob Seger greatest hits cassette. Oh yeah. Yeah. They like, they put them in like little baggies. I saw the cassette. I'm like, Oh dude, I gotta get this. I thing. know <laughs> you came up to me and like, I got something for you. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, you'll find everything there, you know, and it's unreal. And I like doing that too. Like getting gifts. Like I know like someone like likes. Dude, my first cars all had freaking cassettes. That's awesome. Yeah. I've got like a big ass cassette thing that you'd have in the front seat. Like you'd have to move your cassette bag. Like (laughs) if you wanted music, unless you wanted to like listen to the radio for 10 hours before Sweet Child of Mine came (laughs) back on again, you'd have to freaking buy the tape. See, I grew up with CDs, so I'm like, like, oh, this is cool. I remember the first CDs. I remember, like, vividly, I had a cassette player, and I really, like, I got some DVDs, and they were good, (laughs) but, you know, you you had to go through the learning curve of, like, scratching that freaking sucker, you know, or... Or like, you know, a DVD player for your car was not cheap. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's like dumping a grand (laughs) into your car. And my car was 1800 bucks new, you know, my freaking Mazda SE5. Oh, damn. Yeah. So I had (laughs) I had the Sony Walkman DVD or CD player, you know, with the yellow headphones, the bendies. Oh, dang yours. And so then I bought the, <laughs> oh, the adapter to where you plug that in and you pl- push the cassette into your cassette oh, like thing. the aux cord thing? Yep. Yeah. And the cord was <laughs> yeah. coming out. So that would be like sitting on the seat next to me to like play my, my CDs. Yeah. And like, if you freaking hit bumps, it just would just, skip. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I remember awesome. that vividly. That is so that. I might have some gems in my tape thing. I need to show you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I need to see. I saw your vinyl, your vinyl collection's uh that's good. That's awesome. I, I saw that. I saw like different drawers open. I'm like, I need to be frisking oh, you on the way out the door, dude, man, making sure you don't have like freaking yeah. vintage, like Van Morrison freaking. Yeah. My uncle, vinyl uh, in your pocket. My uncle passed it down to my dad and my dad just passed it down to me. And it's just like originals, like Motley Crue, Van Halen, you know? Yeah. Vinyls. I, yes. I have to send you pictures. They're like, pictures. Yeah. Like, dude, they're unreal. Just send them. Yeah. Like, they're ascended. <laughs> yes. Which Wantley crew? Uh, he has, like, Too Fast for Love. Oh, damn. Shout Out the Devil. Um, I just found one at a flea market, uh, Girls, 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 like, original. I think I've got complete, one. To complete it. Did yeah. you see the one that I've got? I've got the OG Appetite for Destruction. Did you see that uh, vinyl? You have that? Yeah, oh, like the... Man, that is... That's right. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. They got banned. Yeah. I've got that daddy. That is Freaking so fresh rad. as fresh can be. Yeah. That We yeah. need to go play that. We're going to build a bow this afternoon. So. Oh, yeah. Let's we should freaking roll with appetite. Let's do it. Right, that's awesome. Yeah, we were playing <laughs> Hendrix yesterday. I know. Yeah, and Pearl Jam. That was a. Yeah. That was awesome. Hendrix. We did your bow to Hendrix, right? Yep. And then. Pop's bow to. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam 10. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. 
That was legit. That was that was a good time. That's we had a awesome. good day yesterday. Oh yeah, I've learned a lot too. I was like, yeah. What's your takeaway? Because so day one you got here, we focused on technique yep. and you know shooting yep. training. And then day two, we focused on mechanical. Yep. So I used to, years ago when I do um, full coaching sessions, like sometimes when I'd go and work with teams or work specifically with countries, you know, I'd be there sometime for two to three weeks at a time. So yeah. like the, the curriculums that I've built have to last. I mean, imagine like having to teach for 21 days. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, what I did, I actually had this, you know, I'd give like kind of an intro PowerPoint presentation. And I, at the time, if I remember right, you know, I talked about the archery trifecta, like the trifecta of training. And I had this like real crummy um, like picture that had like, um, three circles, you know, and when the circles all came together, you know, it was like yellow in the center, yep. you know, and it was like to, to be able to hit center and to be able to be in the middle in that yellow, there's three parts of the equation that all have to be perfect with a high level archer in order to be center. And so, you know, I broke it up into three things, the physical, the mechanical, and pretty much the nutrition, um, or no, let me think about this. I have to, it's been a while since That's I did been, that. Yeah. yeah, it was like, I know it was, um, it was pretty much, oh, it was physical, technical, and mechanical. So those three things. And then with, within, with, within each of those three, they all broke up into tons of subcategories. So like when it came to um, like the mechanical, you know, I would break the mechanics down into a ton of subgroups yeah that would be a week long of subgroups you know five different groups one thing to work on each day then on the physical it'd be the same thing so i'd do i would teach people the importance of um you know weights and then i would teach them the importance of cardio for like heart rate regulation then i would teach them the importance of you know nutrition and food and a lot of times, like for the nutrition side, I would always do that presentation like right after lunch yeah. because a lot of people would be falling asleep. Yeah. And so it was a really good, it was a good way for me to like tell people like, hey, uh, you know, and some, <laughs> I could see some people and I'd be like, yeah. hey, you know, and some people would wake up and I'd be like, hey, <laughs> and I'm, and I would tell people, okay, I said, who's struggling to stay awake right now? And, you know, and I'd be like, don't, you know, raise your hand. This is a lesson. Raise your hand. And people would raise their hand. Yep. And I'd say, okay, here's the importance of nutrition and regularity. When you shoot professional archery, you shoot a morning round, either on the long half or the short half. And then you'll shoot the opposite on the evening round or on the afternoon round. And the only window of break that you have is the one hour lunch break that they give us. And what, what, what I noticed was like people would literally it'd be lunchtime and there'd be this mad swarm of archers, like over the concession stand or to where they had like, 
you know, world archery would always have like the community lunch place, yeah. you know, and people would go there and just fill up. And then you'd see the scores. When you look at the scorecards, it's like people that were leading all of a sudden, they're just like super slow out of the gate. Like you yeah. watch them just like, boom, boom. Oh dang, they're falling. They're falling. And then all of a sudden they're like having to make up ground. So I told him about like, listen, you ha you're going to be a better archer, a better athlete when you can be continual with your consumption to where you're not like either causing a full insulin spike where you're going to have a crash yeah. or something where you put so much in your stomach that your, you know, your body is just dumping everything into your stomach focus wise to process and digest that. So I would tell people like what you have to do is you have to figure out a way to eat when you're practicing to where the liquid that you're drinking and the food that you're consuming is not causing your insulin to change. You don't want your heart rate to change. You don't want your insulin to change. You know, you're way better off staying high, over hydrated. Yeah. You know, over hydrated with the, with the right stuff picking like picking on small things all day you know nuts yep. beef jerky like picking and then when the day's over you know eat enough to where you're full yeah but not so much that you don't sleep so i would kind of use that as an example you know just looking back and it was always perfect because i remember like when we'd break for lunch people would just go and pig out and then yep. 30 minutes into t to resuming they can barely stay awake. And I'm like, if that's you on a competition field, I have won. I beat you. Yeah. You know, I knew that I had to come up and talk. So I didn't gorge myself at lunch. I'm going to gorge myself tonight for dinner and I'm going to do it early enough to where I might get tired. But then as I like ramp back up, I'll still at least fall asleep at a normal time yeah. and I'll get a full night's sleep. So yeah, I always broke it into like those three categories. And when I broke it down that way, it people just started to like realize, okay, there's there's actually way more to this than just getting lessons or just setting up a bow. Yeah. You know, there's like three things that have to come together. So with you guys, I pretty much did that without like getting out these old PowerPoints and showing you. But, yeah, um, you know, we worked on you guys, you know, the the practicing aspect yep. the technique aspect and then we kind of rolled over the next day and and uh and then worked on the the bow setup and stuff like that but what was your takeaway from day one day one i mean pretty much going there shot you know you like kind of like like pretty much just scouted us out see how we shot and then once we went through those lessons and what you said, like pretty much what you talked about, like when I shot and like I've, you saw that I cleaned something up, you said somewhere what we talked about, you did something to where like I wasn't shooting to the left. Now that I'm shooting back to the right, you know, I yeah. brought it back, you know? Um, yeah. Cause we, one of the things we went into depth about was the importance of grip position Yes, and the how to's on grip position. Yep. And I like, you know, I drew it on my hand for you guys to yeah. see, talked about it. And you had thought about it, but I didn't have you shooting. It's not like you were shooting at the time doing it. I was, it was all, it was all discussion. Yeah. You know, it was classroom. And then we went out and shot 
And then right away, I saw those first two arrows freaking just outside at three o'clock. And I'm like, hot damn, he fixed his hand. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 you know, I didn't even realize it too. You know, I don't, I always forget my stance, you know, like, you know, I always like switch it up all the time. <laughs> I, and I don't even realize it because I just love shooting, yeah. you know? And when you showed me those points of like, you know, like even the, was it three, six o'clock kind of deal, you know? Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. Like. You're just talking for flow, like for flow. Yeah. From six up to three. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much like mm -hmm. learning those, you know, just adding that to your, you know, to your list of like, you're going through your checklist of getting ready to shoot and it just cleaned it up so much. That's awesome. Yeah. What and, about, um, technical loop? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, loop, like what, what was the, your takeaway from the setup side? takeaway because we did two one and duns baby oh yeah that was total gut outs and rebuilds best feeling ever um, well your dad's was two yeah i he, did one and i just knew i'm like okay i'm not even gonna fart around with this like <laughs> give me 30 minutes and the, the next shot through this paper is done yeah yeah and it was i mean it was an easy fix you know just simple like oh we just got to little adjustment yeah to go but my takeaway was you know i had some weak points in my like technical side of things you know mm -hmm. i didn't really touch up on um when i was working back at shields so learning those things like watching it you doing it in person and learning it really helped too and i'm like oh that's that's it you know like it's not not as bad as i thought it would be yeah like, i like because with my thing is if i've never done it i'm like Oh crap! And I just make and I just start making it complicated <laughs> for myself, you know. I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, but yeah, um, but yeah, like just pro doing it properly though too, you know, because like there's some things like, you know, I didn't realize I was kind of cutting corners, you mm -hmm. know, and it's just like, oh, I'm like that's, you know, yeah. I'm, my setups aren't like when someone says, well, can you just do a quick setup? Yeah. It's like. I could, but I'm not going to put my name on it. Like, if you want yeah. a quick setup, go do it there. Because I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. try to like eliminate every yep. possible thing that could potentially, yeah, make this thing not right down the road. And that's the that's another thing with me is when you're working at Shields, it's like one day. Yeah, you know, you want it out the same day. Like, you don't want turn and, and burn. Turn, yeah, and you know, it was good. You know, and but I didn't realize like kind of like you start developing like a little bit of bad habits mm -hmm. you know well when someone's yeah. waiting or two people are waiting oh and then you get those makes it hard you get those customers sometimes they're just like you know like they get excited you know but and, and you're just like all right like and it just doesn't help you know and and shields is number one in like customer service mm -hmm. and you want to make them feel we're great. actually number one in customer service Oh yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> Number one is shipping. That's you're, the you're, goal. You're, you're fast at shipping. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. If you freaking hit enter, then someone in the freaking in someone at HQ is freaking on that. Yeah, like right now, our team is oh, yeah. freaking ridiculous at what at what they can do. <laughs> oh yeah, so awesome. But it's like, it, but it was one of those things. Like now that I'm at Black Rifle. And I'm like kind of developing my own flow, mm -hmm. you know, I just want to be taking my time, you know, like it's a cool know, place. Yeah. dude. You're in an awesome place. Cause you can be like, Oh, okay. I'll have it ready tomorrow. Yeah. And it was, it, it was like, it was a hard adjustment like, to adjust to that. Cause I'm came from like fast pace, like mm -hmm. go, 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 like 
don't like sit down, you know, just kind of like, you know, like no breaks, only just lunches, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, it was so hard for me to adjust. It's like, you know, like I'm worried, like, oh man, this is Well, now, weird, now you're, you know? you're like, you're individualized. Like you, you build for an individual purpose, not for a company's purpose. Yeah. So it's, it's a cool state because like I said, you could, if someone came like, say, you know, say, um, you know, Tom came and said, Hey, I want to, I want a bow. You can be like, cool. Let me measure you up yep. and do this. And then you could literally say, Hey, come back tomorrow afternoon, you know, yeah. when you're off work and you could have a day to freaking do that thing. Right. And yeah. shoot it yourself first and know it's all good to go. And then just freaking take them like right into what I taught you guys, you know, oh, and yeah. just walk them through that stuff. And that's going to be a big help too. Cause that's my goal is wanting these guys to, shoot freaking life someday out, you'll man. employ me dude when i'm like <laughs> freaking old and need some place to like sweep floors i'll be like freaking I'm calling <laughs> junior he's doing freaking privates oh, right now shoot but it's and it's awesome too just getting those new faces into archery like yeah. that and like i tell a lot of people like after your first arrow you're gonna be pretty, pretty hooked on it and it's been 100 percent like everyone's like they've done it you know and it's like they learned something new they're like oh like i i, I did it and then yeah. they get they it's get instant pumped. gratification yeah. with archery like when you see the arrow land where you're wanting it to go you're like damn it's like a hole in one yep i mean how many times so if you play golf how many people that play golf will get a hole in one like maybe a handful, yeah, right? Handful. I, like I, I don't even. Well, that's just I maybe might, like one, maybe. Yeah, I might, or so. Yeah, I've probably only seen a handful, yeah. even even watching the PGA, right? Yep. With archery, dude, we did that class yesterday. I made a few adjustments. You and your dad's bows. Yeah. Holy freak! You two were like <laughs> hole in one, hole in one, hole. Your dad was wrecking arrows. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like that. Like my dad's just, he's always been good, you know, and like we fixed them up and it's just like I couldn't put a finger on it and then now that we went through those basics and he just like he's more than happy now Dude, you know? yeah, and it's, yeah he's pumped he, and even with me too like I didn't realize what I was doing I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> I'm like, I need to you know now like I'm like just slowly working into it you know and it's crazy you know it's awesome like, thank, so like cool. thank you man it's like well, that's probably a perfect note to freaking wrap this daddy up. We got oh, yeah. a build to do. Yep. We got Java the Hut, and then yeah. I got a freaking build that for my so next sick. tack. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that'll be pretty cool. So, dude, good luck with everything, man. Oh, You're a good kid, and uh, I'm freaking pumped to pass a baton. You know, freaking just handed you a scroll of like here's how you do it freaking see decide who you hand it off to man (laughs) yeah no i appreciate that it's it's on went from watching youtube videos at 18 to here now you know and a lot of the thanks to my dad you know i can oh yeah yeah like you said decisions you know like (laughs) if i made that one little decisions on working somewhere else other than black rifle or whatever. Putting that you Dr. Dre in your yeah. shirt and pocket versus <laughs> freaking getting that 60 yeah. cents out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That was a, that's awesome. That was awesome. But goal is a Bob uh, Seeger t-shirt. That's, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm, oh, I'm on dang, the hunt for that. Dang. So. I told Sharon, I'm like, Hey, he, he had his final tour like a year ago and I was 
I kind of, she said, what do you want for Christmas? And I said, I want to go to like Bob Seger concert. It's his last thing. And she, she actually just thought I was saying it because at Christmas, she's like, you know, you never totally told me. And I said, and I kind of said, well, I did say I wanted to go to like Bob. And she's like, you didn't make it clear. She's like, I would have totally did that. I thought you were just like, she said, I didn't think I had your attention. You just like randomly said it. And I kind of realized like, yeah, I actually didn't make a big enough point about (laughs) it. But now it's like, I kind of feel like if, um, like if I ever got to just baller status, it'd be like for my 50th, for my 50th or 60th, birthday party it'd be like a freaking Seeger came out and just freaking started playing yeah. night moves dude I'd <laughs> yeah. be like freaking it would just be a flashback to like every freaking animal I've like caped and mm-hmm. packed out and yep. humped out or it would just like every freaking awesome campfire I've sat around with like some of my best freaking blood brothers you yep. know it would take me back there, but yeah, I'm not, uh, not like Jay Leno status or like freaking, you know, Rogan ring like, yeah. Hey, I'm freaking Metallica <laughs> yeah. come play for like my post dinner meal at my birthday. Oh jeez, that, That's ball. That's baller right there, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be but, solid. Well, cool, cool dude. Knock on. Yeah. Thank you so much. Good luck. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Be sure to check out knockonarchery.com for our full line of custom design products as well as free in-depth education and bow hunting entertainment to help you shoot at your best.